Good morning. Good morning, brethren. Greetings in the name of Jesus on this day. I find myself wearing these spectacles, as they used to be called, more. It just becomes out of habit. So when something becomes an attachment to you, and that can be true with so many things. I was talking with Pastor Ed just a few nights ago, uh, uh, days ago, and he's concerned um, to, was a burden laid upon to, to speak today. And, you know, didn't want to do that to me. Because uh, you just spoke last Sabbath at um, McAllister. It's okay. I had a topic on mind at the hand, but um, I so having that concern from a pastor to someone in the church. Um, Let's see if I get my thoughts formulated here. That's a caring thing. That's a, is that a shepherd type of attitude? Is that a shepherd characteristic? So, I'd like to consider the profession and when there is a profession, people have, they have to write things out or they have to present it before someone for someone else to consider. So what about the pastor's resume? The pastor's resume. What would be on the pastor's resume? I was told um, years ago by a colleague in Tulsa, Ben, you got to toot your own horn, you know, to make it big, to... I never really cared for that. You got to toot your, toot your own horn. In 1 Timothy 4, if we start with 1 Timothy 4, Considering the pastor's resume in First Timothy chapter four. Yes, first Timothy four. Starting with verse one. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meat with which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Um, so, Brother Paul, writing to Brother Timothy here, it 
it sounds indicative of things that might be happening today. Um, there are some factions or religious institutions, organizations, movements that forbid marriage. And do you recall that in the New Testament, was it Paul that said that of a bishop, that he would to be that he was to be the husband of how many wives? One wife. So what's wrong with marriage? And commanding to abstain from meats. Well, if we go back to Genesis and then Leviticus which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving meats. Um, meats to be received. To totally do away with what the Heavenly Father has said was okay to eat. That's that, that's not the right balance. And then to go full bore, way to the left. Did I say full bore? <laughs> Regarding the bore. I didn't mean that. When a certain animal has become uh, sort of just all okay, that the, the swine has gotten the reprieve, but in the other, on the other hand, the cow is set up as a god by some. Um, there's so many opinions in the world. And I appreciate, we appreciate that the word of God endureth forever. The holy, by his instructions that he's given to man, and he's opened up our eyes to see them and our hearts to feel it. So back on the topic here of the pastor's resume. So when Paul is saying here, or if he's led by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit is saying here that there's some that are going to be teaching not the right things. In verse 5, for it is sanctified by the word of God and, and prayer. The every creature of God is good. That's in verse 4. And nothing to re be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. That's interesting that things are sanctified by the word of God. The Almighty has stated what is okay what he set apart. Verse 6. It was one of these conditionals. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. 
So brethren, I have to ask the question, what's a part, what goes on to the pastor's resume? Paul said, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ. And it's not all seemingly, as the world would say, fun and games. There's tough moments in the life. What does verse 7 say? But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Um, I've mentioned before that when Jesus said, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. Whose sheep are they? Whose lambs are they? Christ. Not mine. Um, in Romans 16, this, this is wonderful. Um, I love this in Romans 16. And... Actually, well, all of the Word of God, of course. <laughs> but Romans 16 is, if we start at verse 1, I commend unto you, and I just, the tenor of this, if we can just think about the tenor and the characteristics of faith, if we could con consider the characteristics of faith here in Romans 16, when Brother Paul wrote to the Romans, I commend... Unto you, unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Centrea, that ye receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a succor of many, and of myself also. Brethren, there is a, a nice list here of names. Altogether, these people meant something in the household of faith. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ. My helpers, who have for, who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my well-beloved Epinetus, who is the first fruits of Achaia unto Christ. Greet Mary, who bestowed much labor on us. Salute Andronicus and Junia, my kinsmen, and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles who were in Christ before me. Greet Ampius, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbane, our helper in Christ. Greet Stichicus, my Orsacus, my beloved. Salute Epiletus, a approved in Christ. Notice that. I, are there qualifications here? Are we seeing it? Salute them which are of Aristobulus's household. Salute Herodian, my kinsman. Greet them that be of the household of Narcissus, which are in the Lord. Salute Tryphena and Tryphosa, who labor in the Lord. People say there's nothing to do. Tryphena and Tryphosa labored in the Lord. Salute the beloved Persis, which made, labored much in the Lord. Salute Rufus. You think that's a funny name? Might be an animal's name. Rufus, though, here. Chosen in the Lord and his mother and mine. Salute Esencritus, 
Phlegon, Hermas, Petrobus, Hermes, and the brethren that are with them. Salute Philologus, Julia, Neris, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints that are with them. Salute one another with an holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. Can we take a denomination name and lift it up above all everything else and say, that's the one? What if the, what if the denomination were not Church of God Seventh Day, but what if it were Church of, God, Church of Christ Seventh Day? Just have to ask the question. Like we mentioned this morning, that even just keeping this thinking, keeping the the Sabbath, uh, won't save. At the end, I get concerned when I think about Jesus is going to tell people why you call me Lord, Lord. Um, that can happen all across the planet, no matter the denomination. In verse 17, now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such... So these are things that would not be these would not be on the pastor's resume. Um, should I say on the believer's resume in general? For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has come abroad unto all men. There are more names that were listed. Uh, Timothy and Lucius and Jason and Sosipater. Four names that were listed there to close out Romans. Um, do you know that at the, the last bit of words that were penned out of Paul's heart and the conviction of the Holy Spirit in verse 27 to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever amen Is there a song to God be the glory through Jesus his son So, the pastor cares. Would that be true? The pastor cares. In First Thess Thessalonians, Paul, brother Paul, writing to the Thessalonica church. In First Thessalonians three, I do sometimes get tongue-tied on that name. The, the the at the very beginning, the this. It might be my longer teeth that get in the way. As we, okay, so in 1 Thessalonians 3 and um, verse 6, 
Yes, it is. It's, it's there. But now when Timotheus came from you unto us and brought good tidings of your faith and charity and that ye have good remembrance, remembrance of us always, desiring greatly to see us as we also to see you. Is that a loving thing? Isn't that something to check on the, the, the well-being of, of the little flock? As we also to see you. Oh, what desire. And Paul, he had great care of the churches. The care of all the church. And he gives out his resume, brethren. He despaired of life. He didn't have a certain dwelling place. He, uh, he was weak. Became, he became as weak. He became all things to all men that by all means he might be able to save some. Just, um, he, he admonished, you know, they that are married be as though they are not married. And the, the focus of staying focused on Christ and serving Him. Paul also, he in Colossians 4, he also um, listed a, a lot of names here. In Colossians chapter 4, he, uh, he gives more names. Um, he gives some encouragement. He gives wisdom, like in verse 5, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer every man. All my states shall Tychicus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate, know your estate, and comfort your hearts. Considering the offices in the, in the church, the offices, the positions, um, when Jesus was comforting those final moments with Peter and others, that uh, he was going to be going away. <clears throat> he said, let not your hearts be troubled. He talking about being comforted. In my Father's house are many mansions. The mansions... If you look up the word, it means abodes. It can also mean estates. It means positions. So he's given. We're not promised big, fancy cars and plots and such in the coming kingdom. The earth is the Lord's. It's all his. I don't see where we're going to have driveways and gates and separations. What's mine is mine. I, don't see, I just don't see that in the coming kingdom because that's covetousness. 
It's the 80s and 70s and 90s show. It's the televisions like Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous that have taken that word mansions and made it into something that it's not. And then, I'm just not seeing it. If I recall, the kingdom of God that lieth four square is huge. It's like it covers half the United States or something like that. It's going to be big big and it's going to be glorious and holy and bright beautiful so peaceful um so in going uh, continue on continuing on here and the more names um in verse 9 colossians 4 9 onesimus a faithful and beloved brother who was one of you they shall make known unto you all things which are done here. Aristarchus, Marcus' sister, son to Barnabas, Jesus, which is called Justice in verse 11. These only are my fellow workers unto the kingdom of God, which have been a comfort unto me. It's, it's interesting that Paul points out that these only are my fellow workers. There are a few names that are listed, if I recall, in the scriptures. Not many, a few. Specific names where they were, they were brethren, but they didn't continue. Or uh, a coppersmith or a blacksmith that did Paul much evil, if I recall. Was that Paul or James? Peter, I, I can't remember. Um, that's not good, brethren, to have your name mentioned in the scriptures and you didn't do good. Um, and it's the same in the Old Testament also. Thinking of Balaam and Balak that situation um, Cain just really really not good um, there was an article or a tract or I, I guess this Bible advocate that I picked up for a borrowed from the let's say borrowed I didn't five it was not a five finger discount <laughs> that's stealing that's you know and that's something else to take a to take stealing and just gloss it over with the phrase so the 1957 version here of the Bible advocate um, if, if I go straight to the back Names here in Scripture are mentioned. So back in the 50s and 60s, there are certain names that were mentioned. This has, this mentions the name of Elder um, Christ Hine, Keys. Christ? Interesting, Christ. How about that? Christ Keys of a camp meeting that was going to be held. I've heard this name before. Elders O.T. Whitten 
and Casey Walker. Um, and there's a name, Moldenhauer, and Keys again. Um, if, if I look here at the beginning, I was actually, last night, I was, oh, there it is. Charles Adams is the editor. I was looking high and low for that name. It's, now, it's right there. I, was look, I, I thought, I don't see the editor's name in this Bible Advocate. It's right there. Um, but I did see these names, uh, Straub and Freeman, Archie Craig, Duggar, at the bottom. Why is that? Um, why do I think, think, why do I consider these names? If you were to take literature over the course of 64 years, because it's been 64 years, I had to do the math in the car in my head and on whatever fingers I had. <laughs> um, have times changed? If you were to take publications, like something like this, and compare it to what, what, then, what was then and what is now, and just compare the two, has the tenor changed? Has the substance thereof changed? Have the topics enhanced? This edition had scanning the headlines. So there were world, world events and news that was in here. Things to take note of. On the front cover of this, the title, little title in this little um, letter that's superimposed on the cover of this, it's like a, it's like a message, like a letter. It starts off, the title of it, Many or Few. It says, in the realm of Christianity, the desire for numbers at any price is to, is to a shocking extent. That was 60 years ago. The for numbers at, at any price is to a shocking extent at the bottom of general church activity. Questionable devices and manners for gaining souls for Christ are used to gather greater membership. I, if I just skip down to the last two paragraphs, the tendency to modify the teachings of God's word for the purpose of gaining numbers should be resisted with every ounce of energy and means. Mere profession is not the goal. Conversion is the objective. To proceed in such degradation and compromise, there's a, there's a serious word, compromise, can no more than create a counterfeit and ineffective Christianity. So I've had to ask the question, but is that what it is? This thing called there's a particular original religion, movement, um, something that the world knows, has, has heard. It's, it's this thing called Christianity. Um, in 2018, I, I was moved to take a look at that thing and it, was, it became a two-part sermon at McAllister um, 
And I, the question, the theme was, is Christianity biblical? Is Christianity biblical? So just using simple illustrations of like a bucket or a bag or drawing circles, drawing circles, and then kids can even do this. Just draw a circle and put the name of that religion or whatever, and then just put in the activities of what goes on in that, the habits, the customs. And then you may have circles. Businesses do this. Flow charts, they may have circles. Where, and you see where common areas where they line up, where, com, where they share certain things. The name Christianity, the title, you know, it's that name, that specific name is not in the scriptures. It's not in the scriptures. Yes, Christian is. So if you take the word Christianity, chop off, take out the word, the name that is, and it was a derogatory name. The original faith was derogatory. Oh, you're after that heretic Christ? What is this itty that got added to it? Christian itty. Christi, it's called Christianity. So you take that bubble of all of this activity. So that is what people think of it as they, 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 they see something happening they, they, and it resounds with them or they, they um, what am I trying to say? They relate to it. That's what I was after. They relate to it. Christian activity. Christian itty. Christianity. So they're active doing something. Christian activity. But what things? If you take Christianity, Christian or Christianity so that Christian the word Christ is there so if we take the word Christian and break it apart even more Christ is there Christ and then I the letter I give yourself some space and then anity so what happens if you put a V right there on the anity that becomes vanity Vanity, vanity. And Jesus said, in vain they do worship me. So in vain they do. So they're doing something in vain. So the I put an N right there. So you've got Christ in vanity. I am so concerned about the, this thing called deception. And it hurts, brethren. If I go back to this Bible advocate and it shows a Bible with, it has an image of the earth and then 
the Bible here with like brightness coming off of it. What about the what about the the call in from on high? The call at the very end that says, "Come out of her, my people." The message from the heavenly realm to the earth to come out of her. This thing called Babylon. This thing called Babylon. Um, there, there are other words in this um, Bible advocate. I couldn't find it, but it talks about the Sunday. It talks about Catholicism. Those are not popular topics these days in the year 2021. Those are not popular topics to, to talk about. In 1 Corinthians, Paul, he said, flee from idolatry. Flee from it. In Psalms 119, in Psalms 119, and oh, if um, there is so much gut wrenching to me, gut wrenching feeling in Psalms, especially 119. And it lifts up the law on such a high plane. In Psalms 119 and verse 130. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It's such a precious thing, brethren. For the Almighty's words to pierce, as in one of the old songs, I forget if it was the Padillas or Ninhai. There's a the sin sick soul. I can't remember what song that is, but I can I can hear the melody. The sin sick soul. Hand in hand. Hand in hand with Jesus. Okay. The sin, sick, so. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. That pure, wonderful Holy Spirit that helps us see that no lie is of the truth. So how is it to be nurtured and handled? In um, Matthew, 
in Matthew 23 and verse 13, Jesus said, these are red letters, he said, but woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against them, against men, for ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in to go in I, it just seems there are varying degrees of radical or animosity towards the truth varying degrees varying degrees you have the pharisees attitude of the jewish of the of that persuasion that faith that belief saying we're not going to have a man named Christ come in we've got the law we've got the heritage on the other hand you have and this the Bible advocate here back then even talks about them Islam Muslims who on their on their most straightest sect want to kill those that believe in the Son of God named Jesus. And then you have those that are saying the name of Jesus. I was approached with this at my conversion in 2013. Ben, you don't have to keep those commandments. It was one or a few in particular. The Sabbath being one of them. You mean you're not going to do Christmas anymore? Paint egg, Easter? So when someone, how can that happen, brethren, if a child were to come, try to come to the church of God, or the church of Christ, the commandment keeping, and don't want to do any of the idolatry anymore, don't want the false religion any of it, any of the practice to become a blockade, a stumbling block, a preventer of no. It's no wonder that Jesus said it's going to cause divisions in the family. And when I was thinking yesterday or the day before of what Paul said about Mary, only in the Lord. It, I, I'm, I, I just, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned when it's going to be confusion to a little one that I have seen, where the mom is in the household of faith, the dad is not, but you have a baby. So come this Christmas time, what is going to happen with that side of the family that are still doing it? How does the little child discern? How does, and the feelings between the mom and religion and the dad and religion. And that child has to make a choice. Or is someone going to Divert, give in. 
it's 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 confusion and it's not so it's just no wonder that he said only in the lord regarding marriage it's going to save a whole lot of future heartache if if there's steadfastness by the one party in the faith if there's a compromise then I guess it's it's not it doesn't agitate then if a compromise happens that means the one person has gone to the other side things have been coming watered down more and more so it um, it saddens and back in Psalms 119 I the I, I, when I think of Paul's care of all the churches, was that Psalms one nineteen? Was it somewhere around that area? It, it was. In ver, we we looked at one thirty Psalms one thirty, the entrance of thy words. But a precious verse in one thirty six. That means so much, brethren. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes because they keep not thy law. The psalmist here is crying a lot because they keep not thy law. So how is... It to be nurtured and handled. Again, the pastor's resume, the believer's resume, the faith, and I know I'm quoting Paul a lot in Second Corinthians one, his second letter to the Corinthians. Second Corinthians one. Um, where he in verse 8 he said for we would not brethren have you ignorant out of, of our trouble which came to us in Asia that we were pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life um We were pressed. We were pressed out of measure. Just as a seemingly unified nation or nations want to drive Israel into the water, get rid of them, erase them, take out the, mag the pen or eraser, the white eraser because it removes a lot more. The rubber one. <laughs> Get rid of them. Annihilate them. Um, so it is with this little sect. A little remnant. 
a strange, peculiar little flock that Jesus said. When we were leaving Wednesday night here, we sometimes have a habit of maybe taking similar paths, and so I was at the stoplight up here, and or I pulled up, and there was another car, rolled down the window, and we said our final goodbyes. But I had to ask the question, this undercurrent, because we were talking about the times that we were, and Wednesday night, we talked about the times and what's going on in the world, and studying scriptures, and, and having prayer, and admonishing one another. I believe that's scriptural, right? Admonishing one another. That's in the New Testament. Yeah. So I had, I just, this pulse, this, this idea of taking the temperature of the world and what is going on. Did people see it? This undercurrent of things happening at so many levels. There are so many distractions. Man, we, Brother Jeremy, I believe it was, talking about science and notions that today man has just so much wealth of information smart people or computer systems knowledge just knowledge and knowledge and knowledge and knowledge i was playing for my my son in the car a bit a blip of one of pastor Padilla's sermons um a modern bible for a modern world something like that this was back in 1980-something at the Shawnee Church of God. And so, yes, he talked about things happening then, um, which uh, that would be interesting if Pastor Padilla would be alive, or if he resurrected today, um, would he just be marveled at the heights that man has even gotten to now? Yes, horrified people are concerned oh this that people are not talking about plagues that are coming but are happening people have an answer for all the perils of man seemingly this experiment this this latest the latest thing people are just seemingly like throwing out excuses tidbits oh man's got the answer in 1950 something this man i forget his name i calhoun i think was the last name robert b no robert c was a president i think robert b calhoun i think he did this experiment with rats called the Line 25 experiment. He did it once in the 50s and then did it again, 68 to 72, and watched a population. It's very interesting where you have a self-contained population of rats and you give them their well-being, their food, water, utopia-type environment. And then over time, they start to change and it becomes cannibalism. It becomes uh, homosexuality, homosexual activity. It becomes anarchy, and then the population just dwindles down and it fades. And they're trying to equate that. That's what, that's the collision course the earth is headed for. Man is going to do that. Brethren, there are things happening that people don't even realize. People are having more hate and more hate and more hate. 
proud and boastful. I know I lived it. Me. I lived it. So, the signs of the times, as in the days of Noah, there's going to be Sodom and Gomorrah again. God is still the king of all the earth. So I had to draw, so you, can, you can certainly draw parallels, but I can only do it to a certain degree. Um, just, I guess sensing and, and seeing a little bit of the blip and what's going on in the world, and to know, brethren, I've got to run right back to Jesus. I have to. I have to stay right in the scriptures. <laughs> I have to stay right. I have to stay in the Bible. So when it's going to get strong, brethren, how strong, how close? In Exodus 20, uh, 14, this is so powerful. Can you, can you feel and sense this powerful moment in life? In, in Exodus 14, when the children of Israel were brought out, just, they were on their way out. They were out of Egypt. And Pharaoh here in Exodus 14, 9, is it? we'll just start right there. The Egyptians pursued after them. The, what was left of his army. Um, and Pharaoh drew nigh in verse 10. And... The children of Israel lifted up their eyes in verse 10 and beheld, behold, the Egyptians march after them and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? What, what have you done to us? That's not an attitude of appreciation or faith. That's human nature. Oh, when we're troubled, brethren, when we're troubled. Is, this, is it not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us leave us alone. We don't want your gospel. That we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than the than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you to, he will show you today. Wow. Fear not, stand still, and see the salvation. When we think about the coming of the Lord that draweth nigh, Brethren, is that threat that was then, is it real now? Palpable. So palpable. You can feel it. You can taste it. How about people are looking at you and you're not moved away by the hope of the gospel? You're not troubled. Steady as, say, save as steady as she goes. 
do they know that we do a whole lot of praying? We talk about being prayed up. Our salvation in Romans 13, 11, our salvation being nearer than when, when we first believed or when we believed. So the t coming of the Lord doth draw, doeth, it doth draweth nigh. And when people are troubled, when people want the questions, or we have, we have our little sheep brethren, we want them to stay firm, stay in the faith. And Paul, or Paul, yes, to Timothy, in 1 Timothy 6.12, to lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold, it means you take seizure of it. You grasp it, you embrace it. Don't let him go. The pastor's resume, the believer's resume. There is a, a, a phrase, it's been on my mind for a few months now, and I, I know it, ha I can tell you it has. That is of a truth. Because it's words that I've been wanting to say, Christ's words in Matthew 5, but in a sermon I have yet to utter them for some reason. It just escapes me. In Matthew 5, um, in 519, I, I believe this is called the Sermon on the Mount. That, he, Jesus said, Whosoever therefore shall whoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So brethren, I have to, I had to um, ask this question. Um, I wrote it down here somewhere, I thought. Yes. So the pastor's resume, who's the author of the pastor's resume? Christ? Both? And what ought to be on it? The pastor's resume. So a piece of paper. It, it's good. To have. Brethren, if I were to have a, if any one of us were to have a resume, may it be filled with the holy, with the scriptures. May it be filled with these words. You can't go, <laughs> I'm telling you, you can't go wrong with these words. Every word of God is pure. Um, Paul, he had a resume. Did he say that he kept the faith? He did. He said, henceforth, there is laid up for me. Ephesians 4. Um, Ephesians 4. 
in verse 1, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. With all lowliness and meekness and long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, enduring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. So on the end of life's resume, I add a, added a little question to the bottom of this page. Did I scatter the sheep? I have to take it personal. Did I scatter the sheep? Because Jesus warned about that. Scattering the sheep. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. What Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians. Um, we'll close with this verse. Matthew twenty twenty seven. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. So as we serve one another, we think about Christ's resume on us and in us, and that we're bought with a price such a blessing that we come together on the Sabbath day. That's actually such a blessing we come together any day. When we even have fun night, um, that was such an enjoyable time. Just simple, pleasant time. Good fellowship, some good laughs. And it is such a nice departure from the speech of the world. It is so nice very nice. It's loving. It's pleasant. So thank you, brethren. May God bless you.